welcome to the Salted Carmel Podcast from Our Lady of Mount Carmel. My name is David Cook, and I am the Stewardship Director at Our Lady of Mount Carmel. And with me is the gorgeous Jody Curtis, my co-host. I'm excited today to hear more about our summer seminarian, soon-to-be deacon, Andrew Thornton. Welcome to Salted Carmel. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, I've actually been here um, before. I did a summer four or five years ago here but uh, yeah I'm back and I'm really thrilled to be with you guys this summer so and can you tell our listeners more about yourself sure Um, so my name is Andrew Thornton I uh, grew up in Fishers Indiana um, right next door to you guys uh, about 131st in Allisonville the difference is most SLDM uh, St. Louis de Montfort parishioners aren't going to recognize me off the bat I converted to Catholicism while I was at Ball State University and fell in love with the church so much that I decided to make it my thing and uh, pursuing the priesthood. Uh, it just got completed my fifth year of seminary, so just finished up third theology. And God willing, I will be ordained August 1st of 2020 to the diaconate and about a year after that to the priesthood. So I'm really excited to be with you guys this summer. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Wow, you're already telling your your testimony a little bit. But (laughs) (laughs) so, like, what was your life like before the conversion at Ball State? What was your faith life? What was your family like? Sure. Um, I'm sure most of the listeners uh, to this will will uh, know uh, where Connor Prairie is, um, about 131st in Allisonville. Uh, There's that church across the way there. Let me correct you. We actually have listeners in Brazil and Canada. <laughs> so, wow. cool. yeah. at least yeah. one or two. Okay, don't yeah. want. To... Wow, cool. Okay, well, I mean, uh, uh, listeners uh, from around the world will know that uh, Fishers, Indiana, is just east of Carmel, and uh, uh, there's a there's a, a well-known museum. It's an outdoor museum called Connor Prairie. And at about 131st in Allisonville, there's a, a Protestant church called Christ Community Church, and that's the church that I grew up in. When I was really small, I don't know what got into me. Um, I mean, I'm talking four or five years old. I asked my parents why we didn't go to church, and they didn't have a good enough answer, so we started going. And so that was kind of the big treat was uh, we used to be able to walk to church pretty regularly. And then after church, when my parents were hanging out, drinking coffee, and um, just kind of socializing or whatever, sometimes I would get ready to go home. And so, I mean, don't tell anybody, but when I was like 14 or 15, I got to drive the the car home, you know, a quarter of a, of a block, you know, uh, home. So yeah, it was a, it was a good kind of thing uh, to start off with. Um, Really involved myself, especially through high school um, with my faith life as a Protestant. And uh, when I went off to college, I was so sure of my faith that I said, you know what, I'm going to church shop around a little bit because I already know everything when it comes to uh, Christianity as a whole. And um, my first week into college, I said, you know what, I've never been to a Catholic mass before. And so I just decided to walk in the doors and go. Um, asked, asked to sit with some uh, friends of mine from um, high school and went in there. I really hated the mass. I thought it was really boring. But uh, gradually, I think that it was Catholicism out of anything else. Uh, I was at one point going to, gosh, four or five different Bible studies uh, across campus affiliated with different organizations. And, um, you know, those big questions that 
college students, especially, you know, young adults uh, tend to ask, uh, you know, why, why am I doing any of the things that I'm doing? What's my vocation? What's the point of all of this? Um, it seemed like Catholicism was answering those ways, th those things in not necessarily um, the best or most accurate way, but the one the way that was most fulfilling, most wholesome, most meaningful. And uh, that process of, of her, the church revealing herself to me, I think is akin to very much to falling in love with a woman. And so I decided every day that from then on uh, that I wouldn't be doing justice to myself to not wake up and give my life to her and converted, but uh, thereafter also decided that uh, that the seminary was the place for me and uh, I'm still riding the ride. It's It's been really good so, since then. So. so did you know that you wanted to go to seminary before conversion or was it more of like soon after? Um, I, I, gosh, I, I was toying around with the idea prior to conversion, um, but I think... Uh, I think thereafter was it it was a more solid decision. Um, I was just kind of fascinated by the idea of priesthood as a whole, but applying it to myself um, was much more real once I had converted. And then again, uh, the church in her wisdom does ask, um, especially young men, to to have a little bit of uh, a buffer period before you go into a religious vocation or priesthood or anything like that, just so that to make sure that this isn't a kind of a honeymoon or anything like that. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I had that three years to really, really discern whether that even seminary uh, was right for me or not. And it turned out that it was. Andrew, I love it that you were evangelizing even as a child and asking your parents about going to church. Like what 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 a beautiful way to share with people how easy and how simple that can be. Like why don't we go? And then you started going. But all but I'm curious also, what do your parents think about this journey for you? Yeah, that's, believe it or not, after I tell the story of my conversion, that's like the number one question that I always get from everybody, which is great. Um, believe it or not, just last Saturday, I had a, uh, uh, last Saturday was my my primary date to uh, be ordained. Um, it, that's been delayed since then. So I had a little bit of a uh, outdoor um, holy hour for vocations and everything. And uh, among the, the 10 to 15 people that showed up, uh, one of them was my mother. Yeah, uh, so uh, yeah, they're rather they're rather supportive. Uh, that's the thing about parents is that yeah, there are times that they, uh, they try to encourage their children to to be better or um, you know uh, sometimes uh, wills kind of uh, butt against each other. Um, but uh, that's the thing about parents is that they just want their kids to be happy, and that's the most uh, wholehearted and sincere way of looking at things. Um, and parents, um, they can see that Catholicism is not even remotely a fad for me. It's not. Um, I, and my mom asked me pretty regularly, Andrew, in the seminary, are you are you happy? <laughs> and my most my most sincere answer is, you know what, mom. I don't know what you mean by that. Is is seminary fun every day? Absolutely not. Is it easy every day? No way. But is it the most meaningful and fulfilling experience that I have had? And I'm 
going to have for the rest of my life? Absolutely. Um, they can see the conviction in my eye that Catholicism is is serious, and I, I'm I'm really in love with it. And I think that that's what parents want out of their kids. So I think that they can see that, and that also means that you know I'm regularly praying for them. And uh, um, yeah, yeah, it, they're they're very supportive in a lot of different ways. Uh, they've probably done a lot more holy hours than um, some of my Protestant friends have. So. <laughs> Well, that's a great answer. You kind of you kind of already hit hit on your your life like in Christ is just the most meaningful and fulfilling. Do you want to go a little bit more on that or talk a little bit more on that? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, that's what's really fascinating. I I, I come back frequently to um, uh, I this is my my nerdy seminarian self coming out a little bit, but uh, we talk about uh, three transcendentals. You know, um, a lot of people that read like Walden Pond or something for fun. You know, when they when they think that they're being really reflective and such. Such, um, we're talking about the transcendentals, the the transcendentals of truth, of goodness, and of beauty. And a lot of times, um, especially in contemporary theolo- theological literature. Um, there's a lot of them, a lot of uh, theologians that group in beauty with goodness, right? You know, uh, it's just kind of a subsection of a more ascetic or um, sight-based kind of goodness. That's what beauty is. And um, so it, it, when it comes to attractions to the ter- church, a lot of times that truth, you know, we group in with um, having good apologetics, you know, having uh, a good reasoned argument as to why the church is is the one and uh, only truth. That's kind of the, the means by which we can assent to the church via truth. And the same with goodness. Goodness, I mean, the, the church is a wonderful moral authority. It tells us how to live a wholesome and ethical kind of life. And there's a lot of people that look at the church, especially in tumultuous times like we're in right now, uh, and they look at the church and they say, wow, she stands in in a, a vast sea of, of a lot of stress. And, and she just basically says, look, there is a right and a wrong way of doing things. And we're pursuing things in the right way. And that makes really, people really attracted to it as well. I, unfortunately, am a, a weird, anomalous kind of uh, odd egg in the sense that I took the third one that I I don't really think a whole lot of people have, and that's that I find the church so beautiful. That's the biggest thing for me. I don't really care. Do I know all the arguments? Do I know a lot of the the apologetics to the church? Yeah, I do. Uh, I, I, I love talking about that kind of stuff, but uh, it doesn't appeal to me as much. Um, my conversion was not at all a, a rational one. I didn't read a book and said, well, I mean, I can't argue with anything else, uh, so I'm going to do that. Um, I converted to Catholicism because I thought she was beautiful. Um, last summer, <laughs> last summer, I was uh, a part of a really incredible experience. I was a, a counselor in the um, Rocky Mountains uh, at a Catholic high adventure camp called Camp Voitiwa. And uh, I was one of the vocations talks um, to some of the young men, and uh, they made fun of me for the rest of the summer, but I'm glad to own it. Uh, I've been quoted as saying that I think that the church is really, really hot. And uh, I I can still kind of stand by that, but I hope that you understand what I mean by, uh, by that, you know, the... A fulfilling, beautiful woman uh, is the is the closest thing that I can describe as my conversion, um, being an affinity uh, for the church because she's beautiful. 
So Andrew, how do your preferences and reference to the arts and you talk about beauty, how does that reflect how Jesus is working in your life? I, I, I recently had a really cool experience and this is my favorite one. Um, and I don't, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know if this is in the script or not, but this is what I'm going to go with. Um, uh, so uh, being close to um, uh, Mount St. Mary's is, is rather close to Washington, D.C. And uh, there was a while ago that um, for a, a spring break, I, um, I made the trip down to um, the National Gallery. It's on the National Mall in downtown D.C. with all the cool museums and um, the Washington Monument and the Lincoln Memorial and all that stuff. Um, it's all walkable, but I had never been to DC before and I hadn't done any of the touristy stuff. So I spent a whole afternoon being in the National Gallery. Um, and one of my favorite things was a, a section of the gallery. It was, it was uh, I think it was 12th or 13th century German art. I mean, it was really weird. Uh, you walk through there and it's almost, it's almost like cartoon characters everywhere. Everything is 2D. It, the, the art form is really, really actually very poor. Um, <laughs> it's not visually appealing. But afterwards, I was, I was complaining to this, to, to a priest in our diocese now. I was complaining about it. And we came to the realization that it's because we don't have, we don't have an imagination to, to, to engage that fully. These cartoon characters, I mean, all of them were all of them were saints, and that was the way that the artist uh, portrayed saints as being otherworldly. I mean, they're in heaven, you know, and so they've got these big, really expressive countenances. Uh, their bodies are almost wasting away to nothing, and um, that's what I. That's what I. It, that's what I love about art is that you can look at those kinds of things and you can exaggerate all of these adjectives into um, wonderful, wonderful uh, universals that, that you can only use words really to describe. And it's those um, superlatives of, of any sort of form of, of visual or, or even sensate kind of art um, that really draws my mind up to God. Uh, and it's the same thing uh, exhibited in my own life. That's how it connects to my own conversion is that, uh, as I was talking about before, that the beauty is what really draws me into God. Um, I can look at art and I can say, okay, man, that's a really, really great painting, but what would be the best painting? Well, it's not anything that's, that's really material. It's not anything that any artist could ever paint, but it does draw my mind in that direction toward God, um, which that's, that's what my relationship is with God is all about. Uh, I go to prayer. I think about these kinds of things and on that same avenue, I, I take experiences or pieces of art that are occurring in my own life, and I try to make them into the superlative form and transcend toward God. And um, man, I, I do that daily, and it's been a pretty beautiful process. Uh, but that's just kind of a distilled form of, of what, what I'm all about when it comes to my spiritual life. So well, great. We're, we're kind of running out of time, but I, I like cool. how, how it's going. Um, we at <laughs> Salted Caramel Podcast, we're trying to redeem the phrase staying salty. You know, this phrase that kind of means sassy, mean, we're trying to make it mean, how are you staying evangelistic? How are you staying a good disciple of God? Uh, so, Andrew, how are you staying salty this week? 
Yeah, uh, that that one's easy for me. Um, I uh, I was given the, a real great grace. I mean, I I, I came into the knowledge of the church and started going to mass fairly regularly when I was about, man, I was about uh, 19 or 20 uh, when I first started doing that. I mean, but all of those listeners that are over 19 or 20, think about some of the things that you were doing when you were 19 or 20. And thank God I harnessed all of that rebellious and, uh, you know, kind of domineering, you know, like I want to fight against something kind of spirit. And I, I harnessed it for the good of Catholicism. Um, my confirmation Saints Paul and throughout the whole process, I thought to myself, you know, I, I, this is an example of the church. What did Paul accomplish? I mean, he was in, he was in prison. I mean, to some extent he was for some of his life, he was a bounty hunter, you know, it's just like, I mean, that's the real term for what he, what he was. And so I think to myself, you know, if we can, if we can orient our passions in the right kind of way, I think, I, I think go for it, you know, be mean, you know, get, get some scars on, on your, have gristled hands, you know, uh, all those kinds of things. Those are good things for Catholicism as long as you're oriented towards those kinds of things. So to, the way that I stay salty, I'm I'm not ashamed of of uh, standing up to whatever I believe in, and uh, um, it's kind of fun that way too. Uh, it, it it allows us to get some of those um, good energies and orient them in the right kind of direction. So uh, yeah, I, I'm still a rebel at heart, and I am totally unashamed of saying that I am very salty when it comes to. So, Andrew, we like to leave our listeners with a call to action. What, what, what would be your call to action for our listeners this week? I think, I think that of the most basic form, um, people, people in general, um, if, you, if you are motivated to do something, um, if you have passion, if you get aggravated or you are thrilled uh, to do something, it's all out of a desire to love and be loved. And um, I think that that's, that's the fantastic thing about Catholicism is that it allows us to do that in earnest, um, in the superlative kind of form. And so I don't care if it means that you're going to wake up tomorrow morning and you're going to be the best Catholic gardener, the best Catholic trash man, the best Catholic um, parent, uh, school bus driver, uh, whatever you can think of. I don't really care what it is and, or how little your, your occupation makes you feel. Um, that's the difference between occupation and vocation is the amount of love that you put into it. So if I can call out your, your listeners to do anything, I would say that there is a capacity in each and every one of us to not only just love other people, but to be loved in whatever occupation the Lord is calling you to. And so um, I recommend that they ask, that all your listeners ask the Lord what their vocation, what not their occupation, but what their vocation is, and to love as much as you possibly can and be loved in those occupations, no matter what you're doing in life, because it's possible. I've lived it. So, um, yeah, love and be loved, and uh, your, your, your world will be turned upside down. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing with us today. You're welcome. You're welcome. My pleasure. Let's end with a prayer. God, our Father, 
I prayed that through the Holy Spirit, I might hear the call of the new evangelization to deepen my faith, grow in confidence to proclaim the gospel and boldly witness to the saving grace of your son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Thanks for listening today. And stay salty. <laughs> <laughs>